Welcome back. You're listening to the Tuttle Group Radio Hour. I am your host, Andy Tuttle. Remember, you can reach out to me during or after the show at my off-air hotline, 469-319-0660, 469-319-0660. And right now, I have the privilege to bring to you a author, a coach, a speaker, a trainer, a client of mine, actually, and we are going to be talking about leadership. Now, I can't tell you a better time to focus on leadership than when you need to be using those skills with your family and friends and the stress in your life around the holiday season. So, Mr. Tony Bridwell, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, good. Do you agree that uh, you need to double down on your leadership skills this time of year? 100%. 100%. I normally end up fine-tuning all of my content at this time of year (laughs) (laughs) because it all comes out I mean you're pulling everything out of the bag at this time of year it's so true and I find that even with my own team and myself personally like it's been a long year everyone's working really hard there's always new challenges that come up and you get close to really any finish line it seems and you want to you start to really have to consciously go okay I'm gonna push hard I'm gonna push hard I'm gonna push hard or you kind of want to coast and kind of fall flat at the finish line yeah. and you need to burst through it and it's a conscious decision so one a question for you why does that happen well we see we see our life in in cycles right we see first of the year and in the year and we we see a start and we see a finish and people kind of get into this mindset that it's like okay i've done this and i've run this race okay now it's ending and i gotta start over again for salespeople especially here's what happens it's it's almost a zero-sum game because what happens with most salespeople is they go through the year and they build this great book of business and they have this great year and then all of a sudden january 1 it's zero and you start all over again and and we we get out of this mindset of continuation and we get into this mindset of cycles and and start and finish and it causes a lot of people to taper off and then you've got to build back up again versus just running all the way through like you're saying and so yeah and the and the holidays do it to a lot of people I can't wait to talk about yeah. your fabulous book The Kingmaker which is a great story I guess you could call it a fable It is a fable It yeah. is a fable with yeah. moral lessons though and great leadership lessons and we're going to get to that in the next segment so you're going to want to yeah. stick around for that uh, but right now just talking about uh, your purpose and your leadership if you are interested in his book if you're interested in learning more about these things call me at my off-air hotline 469 469- 319-0660 or text that same number and text the kingmaker and we will give you out some ways to get that book and to make sure you can uh, purchase that and then give you some more information about tony and how to get connected with him and what he's all about so tony you know leadership working through things dealing with stress and anxiety a lot of that has to be dealt with when you buy a home right oh <sighs> Outside getting married could be one of the most stressful times ever. It is actually, it's death, divorce. It's in the top five. Death, divorce, um, marriage, and then buying a home. There's one other one I forget. It's number five now. It used to be number three. Most stressful things people do in their life. Wow. So, I, I, would, I would agree. So let's talk about that because we actually did your loan. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And you had great credit, great down payment, great all this stuff, bought a beautiful house. And yet there was a personal thing that was totally un- really related to you, although it got tied in. Things like this happen. Stuff you don't even know that's on your credit that's erroneous. There are things that come up for people. And I'm not saying this happened to you, but there's just so many things that people don't even know are going on that they have no control over that boom, pop up yep. and can mess up a deal. So let's talk about 
first of all, before we get there, like what was the process of even thinking about buying a home and take us through what was happening there before you even got to the point of going, hey, we're going to get pre-approved and we're going to go get this house. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we raised our family in the suburbs for the, their, their whole life. And then all of a sudden they decide to leave and, and, and go to school or on their way. And my wife and I thought, oh, this is a great opportunity. We are, we are leaving the suburbs and, and going downtown to a high rise. And we moved into a high rise. And I got to tell you, it was awesome. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was absolutely awesome. And then we had the miscalculation. We had two dogs. 13 floors, two dogs. Do the math, mm. which I did. And, you know, you end up riding the elevators eight to nine hours, you know, a week, <laughs> taking the dogs in and out. And while the, the lifestyle of living in a high rise... Um, I would absolutely do it again if I didn't have a dog. It, um, it, it finally got to the point. It's like we're going, oh, we got to come back down to the ground, <laughs> and and so so we did that. It was it was absolutely amazing experience. But we had to come back down to the ground, and so we had to take time, and we did. We took a year to look for a house. The market in this town is crazy. Mm-hmm. We would go and look and and find out in uh, that uh, you know. Multiple offers on everything. And so we finally decided we got to be ready. We got to be ready. We got to get pre-approved. We got to know that when we walk in the right place, we can pull the trigger and it be done. And we just make an offer and just have it done. Because we were getting into situations that we were getting in bidding wars with with multiple offers and everything like that. And so we finally just said, hey, we got to get pre-approved. We got to get everything in line. And then when we find it, we're going to do it. And boom. And we looked for a year. Yeah. We looked for a year. It was excruciating. It is. It is excruciating, especially in this market. Now, the good news for a lot of people is some of that has calmed down, but it's still there. It's still a very hot market. There are still multiple offers, and you've just got to get your head around the fact that you're not going to be making one offer and get a house, and it's going to be done. There is still competition out there, and you've got to gear up for that. Yeah, yeah. And and we had a great we had a great agent who has the patience of Job, uh, <laughs> because uh, you know we were, um, and I say we kindly. Mostly my wife was just really really picky, um, and when she hears we'll me say that, that. I, uh, yeah, can you can you scrub that right <laughs> off trouble. right because she, I'll, I'll be in trouble. No, we just wanted we just wanted the right thing, and quite frankly, we walked in and we knew exactly it. This was it. This was the one. Uh, we wrote an offer that night, and our our agent said. Um, well, hey, look, this is what we're going to do. And I got to tell you, the process was um, the process was frightening for us. We didn't know because we had been through this. We, we, we have over, you know, we've been married 26 years. We have purchased multiple houses. And so our thought, our thought process was this is going to be excruciating. And quite frankly, it wasn't. It wasn't. Well, that's uh, fantastic to hear. And, of course, you're his agent, who's been on this show multiple times, Mary Beth Harrison, Candace Whitsitt, yeah. the Harrison Group, fantastic team. And uh, I agree with you. They do. They are. That is a business-minded, go-get-em team. But the, when it comes down to it, they are just even keel and smooth oh, yes. and can take all of the flux uh, yeah. and just kind of calm it down. Yeah. Yeah, we would be the we would be the poster child of flux. <laughs> That's right. And you know, I think uh, you know for the process there, uh, we were we did my team communicate to you well? How did you feel about the communication and the flow of and how we took care of that? See, this is the thing. You walk into this with a belief that oh, this is going to be excruciating. No one's going to talk to me. I'm going to start this and then I won't hear from them. And it was quite frankly just the opposite. 
right? I mean, it was good communication all the way throughout the process. We always knew what was going. And, and then when this thing from the past, you know, you told us early on, hey, man, all this looks good. This will be like a couple of days and we're done, right? And then all of a sudden this thing from the past pops up and it slows it down. And for us on the other side, without knowing, it can be nerve wracking. Right. And your group was constantly keeping us up to speed going, hey, here's what we're going to do. We've got this plan. We've got plan B. We've got plan C. We've got <laughs> out the plan X if we need to. And, and, and for us, while it took a little bit longer than we originally thought, I think for us, we, we found peace in the fact that, hey, there was plans in place. Right. If something, if this didn't work out, we had a backup plan. Quite frankly, we've never had we've never had something like that in the past. Well, if uh, we I appreciate you saying that, guys. If you want that kind of experience in a team that's going to have all of those plans, call me or text me four six nine three one nine zero six sixty four six nine three one nine zero six sixty. And speaking of plans, and speaking of taking things and being prepared. One way to do that is to focus on your leadership skills and understanding that you and focus on the integrity and focus on your purpose, which is exactly what the book The Kingmaker is all about. And we'll get to all the details and that how, how that could help change your life next. Welcome back. You are listening to the Tuttle Group Radio Hour. I am your host, Andy Tuttle, branch manager of the Tuttle Group at Fairway Mortgage. Remember, you can reach out to me during or after the show, 469-319-0660 if you need help with mortgage or any lending needs, but also if you need connections to any financial professionals or real estate professionals. We want to be the hub of the wheel in your financial and real estate life to make sure you've got the connections that you need so you can have a prosperous tomorrow. One other way we do that always this time of year, is to focus on context, the foundation. And no matter what you do or what you have or how much success you've achieved, if you don't have a right foundation, you're going to find, like Stephen Covey talks about, you've climbed a long, tall ladder all the way to the top of a roof, and then you suddenly realize you're on the wrong roof. We have a gentleman here today that's going to help make sure you get on the right roof. Tony Bridwell, writer of a fantastic new book. It's a fable with some great leadership uh, tactics and lessons. It's called The Kingmaker. Tony, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's good. Good, good. You like that intro? Man, I'm sitting here just like going... I gotta write this down. <laughs> Luckily, it's recorded. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tony, tell us a little bit about uh, your uh, history, right, and what got you to the point. Because this isn't your first book. Yeah, take us through a brief uh, one minute, two minute history of Tony and what brought you to finally write this book. Yeah. So, I spent the bulk of my career as a consultant, uh, you know, in front of the room teaching, and then just recently um, had the opportunity to be CHRO, Chief HR Officer. Uh, for Brinker International here locally in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Uh, and for those who don't know, Brinker owns Chili's and Maggiano's. And what happened is I when all of a sudden I went from being the uh, in front of the room teacher to be the practitioner. Mm. And actually now I have 60,000 people uh, across the country that um, I'm actually responsible for. So, you know, how do you take some of these things and, and actually bring them to life? Right. And in that process, while I was there, one of the things we worked on was our purpose as an organization. You know, 40 years, we were celebrating our 40th anniversary. And it's not that we never had purpose. We just didn't take the time to articulate it. Mm-hmm. And so we went on this very deliberate process to identify our purpose, because here's what we've discovered from a leadership standpoint. People work for they work hard for money. They work harder for a good leader, but they work hardest for a cause. Mm-hmm. And, and ultimately, uh, you know, people go to an organization 
they want to know what you stand for. They want to know the organization's purpose. Through this whole process of doing that, I really discovered that it wasn't something that was like an aha, but it was almost like a rediscovery that individuals have purpose, right? So when somebody come to work for us at Chili's or Maggiano's, you know, this is what's interesting. They'd go to our webpage first to see, you know, about us, and then they would go to our LinkedIn pages of the individual leaders. And you know what they were looking for? What do you stand for? You know, what do you follow? What, what, what excites you? Because people want to go to work for people that have a cause and that have purpose because they want to get in line behind that. And so it was really the genesis for, for the book. So you mentioned that about purpose and thinking just about Brinker and like I said, 60,000 employees yeah. without no ri- without a written down yeah. thought through purpose just goes to show kind of like what's in your book. You can reach enormous levels yeah. of success yeah. and still have room to improve and reevaluate where you're at. 100%. 100%. And here's a 40-year-old brand that, uh, and, and Brinker is kind of the holding company, right? So Norman yeah. Brinker came in in the 70s when Chili's was just the single brand. And over the course of 40 years, they had they have owned over 16 different brands. And yeah. so what happens is you get all of these cultures coming together and all of these different things. And so over time, now it's down to Chili's and just Maggiano's. And we were getting ready to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Chili's and, uh, you know, the iconic anchor brand. And we sat down and we asked, you know, hey, what's our purpose? We had a mission. We had a vision. We had all those things. And we sat and asked, what's our, what's our purpose? Why are we here? Why do we exist? It was fascinating. It was absolutely fascinating. And, and you know, what we came out of after uh, almost two years of talking with our people and doing the research and everything, it was very simple. And it was one of those moments that you slap yourself on the head and go, yeah, we should, we should have known this all along. And when we revealed it to, you know, our top leadership, it was, it was a thunderous standing ovation, mm-hmm. right? And then the purpose was very simple. We connect, serve, and give to create the best life. That's it. That's why we existed as a brand. And, you know, People connect to that. I mean, they grab all of that. They want to know that when I show up, there's meaning. That's right. Yeah. That's huge. And uh, it gets overused, but the proverb that without the vision, the people uh, people perish. Yeah. And it's like vision, purpose, understanding that. And I'll tell you, when you have a strong purpose and you have a strong vision and you have that meaning, yep. uh, then it can... That why can work through and s- survive through a lot of hows and a lot of struggles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so let's kind of transition that to the Kingmaker, yeah. the book, because this is a story about a very successful PR firm and yeah. the owner of a PR firm that helps billionaire clients. Yeah. And from all different walks of life. And some are really nice, yeah. you know, clients. And one in particular, Kit, yeah. is, you know, he has basically slain his enemies his whole career to get to the top. So talk about what inspired these characters themselves and how did you come through putting the story together? Yeah, so, and I've, I've encouraged a lot of people over the years to, to write books. And I'm, I'm frequently asked, you know, how do you start? Developing the characters is the single best part of writing a book. Right. I spend more time actually developing the characters than I do writing the book. It took me a year, eh, nine months to develop the characters. It only took six months to pound out the words. Mm. Right. And so uh, developing the characters is just it. They start to form in your mind and you see things in life. You see people and you go, that little thing right there. I pull this from there and I stick it in this character and you start building these Mr. Potato Head type characters and they just become you know, bigger than life over time, yeah. but it's not hard to find your starting point. You know, you're watching TV and you go, really, 
really? And you see all this stuff, uh, and then and then you and then you read this this article about somebody, and you go, man, there there's an unsung hero. That story needs to be told. And so you start developing these characters around things that you see in life. And I, I just had a blast. I had a blast. And people always ask me, which character am I? I'm, you know, I'm no single character, but there's a, probably a flaw in, of mine in every single one of these characters, right? Because right? you write a little bit of yourself in everything you do. Who did you write this book for? Yeah, you know, that's, that's a great question. And I've been asked that um, mostly for myself. I, I say all the time, my writing is my own therapy. Um, but for a broader audience of people that are looking to understand more about what their purpose is and how they can be more centered in their life. There's a lot of people that go through life right now and they just feel like they're going through the motions, right? And, and at the end of the day, we all have a purpose. And when we dial in on it and when we stay centered on that, we find a whole new level of success. As a matter of fact, one of the things that's been a little controversial about the book is I, I've, I've taken a stab at redefining success. It's very interesting. I actually own a 1932 um, set of Webster's Dictionaries, leather bound, two volumes. It's one of my prized possessions. Hmm. And I looked up the definition of success back then. Hmm. And then I looked it up online today, Webster's online definition. And what's absolutely crazy is not even the same words are used today. It was reused in 32. Hmm. Really? It's, it's, it's fascinating. You know, the idea of power and um, wealth did not show up in the earlier definition. And so what's happened is our, our, our idea of success has shifted over time. And, you know, it's, it's this, you know, we, we've twisted it into this thing that, you know, the more I grab, the more power I have, the more money I have, the more of everything that I grab um, for myself um, becomes most people's definition of success. I've kind of flipped it on its head in the story. You know, success is for purpose, um, you know, talent and resources come together to meet the needs of others. And so the, the characters kind of play that out uh, throughout the story. And I, I love that because it is so true because it actually shows a lot of these characters, again, having reached a lot of monetary yes. success, right. but not having that fulfillment and health and purpose and meaning in yep. their life. And it kind of deconstructs that. Yeah. And you even kind of it's you litter in little subtle hints of kind of of the character uh, traits that are good like uh, uh, several of the characters run and are healthy it's like kind of just weave that in like that is a good like Benjamin Franklin talks about focusing on your health makes everything better absolutely and so you you litter this in and by the time you get to the end of the story you you do softly help us shift our mind from maybe one definition of success to another mm -hmm. so what would you say if you, for the final word on this book, the biggest problems that most leader faces and how this books, how this book will help them in their, in that quest to be a better leader and just a better human. Yeah. Three things. First, um, most leaders don't understand their true purpose, right? It's, it's them focused versus others focused. I wrote an article for Inc. Magazine uh, back in the summer that went semi-viral I think most people printed it off and left it on their boss's desk. You know, it's like, I don't know where that came from. Right. And, and it was, don't get any idea list. Yeah. It was, it was the two common mistakes that leaders make. Number one is we forget that we're in the people business. I don't care what you, what you sell, what you service, what you provide. You're always in the people business. And the second thing is that we never get to a point that we know everything that we need to know. And we, and we stop learning as leaders. And so, you know, when we understand our purpose, we, we know that, it's, it's about others, 
and that we're constantly learning and growing as leaders. So that's number one, staying, knowing your purpose and staying centered on it. Number two is we fall into this trap of what's referred to in the book as situational integrity. It's when we, when we take our integrity and we allow it to flex just slightly to get what we want, and then we let it snap back, right? So it's like, ah, oh, this deal isn't that really bad. I'm just going to bend my integrity one or two degrees in order to get it, and then when it's done, then I'll, then I'll let it snap back. What happens is when we, when we do that enough, we start to lose muscle memory, and then all of a sudden we wake up one day on a slippery slope when we realize we've lost all of our integrity. And the third thing is, is uh, frequently, uh, we, every single person uh, has a blind spot. And when we don't realize that we have blind spots, we always get sideswiped by something else in life. But when a leader realizes they have blind spots and they put things in place to help protect their blind spots, we, we, we help um, you know, create this environment that we can continue to be successful. Uh, the, when the leaders that I work with right now, the ones that don't have blind spot protectors in place are the ones that typically fall the hardest. Focus on your purpose. Stay focused on it. Be teachable. Focus on others, not yourself. These are some key characteristics to making sure that you reach a level of success that includes others and brings other people up with you and not pushes them down. If you want a new perspective on success in your own life, call us right now, 469-319-0660 or text that number, 469-319-0660. We'll show you how you can get copies of this book it's on amazon it's all over the place it's got great reviews everywhere but we also have for the first six callers or six people that text a surprise in store for you tony thank you so much for being with us today i really appreciate it what a great privilege thank you good and thank you guys for listening like to thank my production director uh my show producer the entire family here at 660 a.m the answer and thank you for listening to the tuttle group radio hour where we're making financial intelligence a priority in the community have a great weekend Go Cowboys! You've been listening to Tuttle Talk on 660 AM. You can reach Andy at 469-319-0660. That's 469-319-0660. Or email him at answers at andytuttle.com. Don't forget to become a fan of his show by going to facebook.com forward slash Tuttle Group. You can also catch previous shows by going to andytuttle.com.